Spirit is moving and touching each and every person in this place. And our Father in heaven knows every place that needs ministry, every relationship, every marriage, every heart. Right now is a place and a time where you can just come to the Lord and you can bring the things, and He already knows them, but for you to say, you know what, Lord, I've been carrying this, and I've been carrying it for too long. Maybe it's against a family member, a mother, a father, a, a child. Maybe it's against a boss or a leader. Maybe it's against someone that maybe in the church or maybe a friend, maybe a brother or a sister. Now's the time. The Lord is saying, release it to me, child. Give it to me. Lord, we thank you that you're touching every place and every heart, every mind. Even the trauma of the place where you were hurt or you were maybe betrayed. Lord's healing that place in you now. The Lord's healing that place in you now. The Lord's healing that place in you now. <laughs> I just heard the word unbelief, that the Lord is healing our unbelief. And maybe if you struggle with doubt or you struggle with fear, if you struggle with unbelief, right now is the time to receive your healing in Jesus' name. Father in heaven, he knows every place and every space, every illness. I just speak to the, the spirit of infirmity and I say be gone in Jesus' name. 
every place of illness, every disease, every muscle, every tissue, every, every blood-borne disease be gone in the mighty name of Jesus. I speak to cancer in this room, and in the authority of Jesus Christ, I say be gone in Jesus' name. There's a young lady, her name is Ava. She was diagnosed with a tumor, and she goes back on Monday. She's up north, and she's part of the Bartow family. But they've asked this morning that we would join with them as they are there and we are here. And this young lady, her name is Ava, and, and she's going for that scan this week. And, and could you stand with me this morning and maybe even raise a hand to heaven? Can we pray for Ava this morning? Can we go after healing in this place? Can we lay ourselves down long enough? Could we believe for that young girl that that tumor would not only shrink, but it would be gone in the mighty name of Jesus? Lord, we pray for healing for that young lady. Lord, you know every place and every space. And Lord, we just speak to that tumor and we say be gone in Jesus' name. We say away from her every spirit of infirmity, every spirit of sickness, every illness, every disease. Be gone from her body in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, we thank you for healing. Lord, we thank you that when we bring ourselves to you, when we lay ourselves down, that, Lord, you meet us right where we are. Lord, we thank you for the healing in this room. I heard the Lord say that someone in here is suffering with headaches. If that's you this morning, I just need you to raise a hand to heaven. And, and listen, the, the, the healing is already there, but, but the Lord wants to take it from you. The, the healing is right above you, and you, just, and you need to grab it from the air. But Lord, whoever that person is that's, that, that's suffering with headaches in this place, Lord, I pray it, that you would just come into this place, that a touch from heaven, that they would no longer, that you are being healed and made whole in Jesus' name. Lord, I thank you. I know this sounds strange, but even before I came up here, I heard that somebody was suffering with back, like lower back. It's like it almost feels like something's out of line, like one hip's almost higher than the other. The Lord is healing you in Jesus' name. Whoever that person is, you've been suffering with it long enough, but today is the day. Today is the day. Come on, praise the Lord in here, somebody. Come on. Today is the day. That, that, that God is healing you and you will no longer suffer with misalignment. Be healed and made whole in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We believe. We believe for healing emotionally, physically, spiritually. I, there's somebody in here that's dealing with stress in your neck like it's um it's kind of like stress related but it's the lord saying that there's something that's just not quite lined up right there in your in the it almost feels like t like neck tension 
If that's you this morning, that, that God is healing that in your life. God is taking the tension away from your back and away from your shoulders. And he is taking the yoke that has been tied around your neck. God is healing you in Jesus' name. Yeah. So, Father, we thank you that your yoke is easy and your burden is light. We thank you, Lord, that you not only heal our necks and our backs and our minds and our head and Lord but you heal our bodies you heal our hearts Lord you heal every place and every space Holy Spirit have your way Lord we believe we believe can you say that with me Lord we believe continue to worship.
So I received a word before I came out this morning. And it was a dear friend that was praying for our church. Let's bring the house lights up, all the sideways switches. Turn them on. And that word said that the, that the dam, that dam that was breaking free this morning, y'all listen, and, that, and, and where you are this morning, I don't know what it is in your life that has been dammed up, but I, the word that came through on my phone, it was, it was for this church and this time, it was for today, but the word came forth and it said, today is a Hallmark Sunday. A Hallmark Sunday. And, and, and here's what the Lord is saying this morning. The Lord is saying that the things that have been stopping you from receiving what God has for you is breaking free this morning in the mighty name of Jesus. The things that have been damned up, the things that you've been waiting on, the thing that you've been waiting for, I need to see your eyes this morning. The reason I told them to turn the lights on is because this word is for you. You need to receive the word of the Lord this morning. Today is a Hallmark Sunday. Today is the day. If you're here, you're not here by chance. The Lord is saying, receive your miracle. Receive your breakthrough. Receive your healing. Be set free from all depression, all anxiety, all disease. Be set free from every illness. Be set free from every single place of struggle. Be set free from the voices that have come against you. Be set free from the enemy. Be set free from oppression. Be set free in the mighty name of Jesus. Come on, come on, come on. Jesus, we receive all the glory and the honor and the power forever and ever. Lord, may every
every second of our lives be lived with that intention that you would receive the reward for your suffering, that you would receive all of the glory and all of the honor, that it would be our greatest treasure to lay down our crowns at your feet, that it would be our, our goal to store up treasure in heaven so that we could dump it at your feet when we get there. Lord, may it be our our sole focus. Let us be a people that is focused only on you and your glory, Lord. Let us forget everything else, everything of the world, everything of ourselves, Lord. Lord, I pray every time we're tempted to turn inward, every time we're tempted to analyze, anytime anxiety tries to come in, anytime we're tempted to become too introspective, that there would be a turn and our focus would return to you where it's meant to be, that you would be our focal point, Jesus. May it be said of us that we were a people that did not look to the right and did not look to the left, that you were our sole purpose. I want to tell you that the devil's in trouble. <laughs> I'm going to say it again. The devil's in trouble. The devil is in trouble. I'm going to tell you he's overstepped his bounds with me. He's overstepped his, he's overplayed his hands, if you will. And there's some things that have been set forth this week and some things in my mind and in my heart and in my ministry and in my family and in this house that, it, that have stood aright and will not be changed because the devil has overplayed his hands. And I'm going to tell you something, whenever I get fed up, he's in trouble. Amen. Ah. Mm. Man. So, um, yeah. Man, I'm excited. I can't, I mean, there's so many things that's been coming. So, so I haven't preached in shoes in a year. I know a lot of you know that. Some of you don't know that. Some of you probably are thinking right now, that is weird. Why are you even sharing that? And I want to tell you because for a year, the Lord has told me, take your shoes off. Remove your shoes. Remove your shoes. For a year, I've been, and you know what he told me this, year, this week? He said, it's time to put your shoes on. 
it's time to put your shoes on. Last week, we, we celebrated the first message in, in the wedding, right? The bride of Christ. And listen, in the, in the Old Testament, it was a, it, it, there was a symbol in whenever Mo, he told Moses, whenever Joshua was told, remove your shoes. This is a holy ground you're standing on. During wedding ceremonies in the book of Ruth, it was, it, there was a change of authority that was coming for a year. Y'all listen to this. For a year, I have been walking around with no shoes on out of reverence for the Lord. And listen to this. It doesn't mean that I am God, but here's what God is saying. God is saying now the authority that the Lord has given me the authority. And he said, son, put your shoes on. It's time to walk in authority. Three of y'all. Yeah, man. So that you have already plowed the ground, and Lord, this is fertile, fertile soil. Father, I know that, um, that, that, Lord, it's in this place at New Heights. People don't really know exactly what is coming next, but, Lord, you do. And we, we give you all the glory. We give you all the honor. We give you all the praise. Lord, I declare and decree that the blood of Jesus is enough in this church. Father, I thank you that you are good and you are able, and, Father, you will do it. Father, all you need is our yes, and our yes is on the table. The, any plan of the enemy is being thwarted in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, I break off the spirit of witchcraft off of this church in Jesus' name by the blood of Jesus. We declare in this place that the blood of Jesus is enough, that Jesus, you are enough. Jesus, you are all we need. Father, we need nothing else but Jesus and Jesus alone. And we pray all of these things in his name and all God's people said, amen. Shannon, you want to go a couple of announcements? Yeah, um, so... I think there, so the grace offering is still open um, this week and through next week. Now, next Sunday, we are going to be outside for our end of summer bash. Um, there will be a basket out there next week, so you can, you can uh, give into the grace offering um, for that. But just a reminder, we're wrapping that up, and then we will be able to bless someone in our community with that. Um, it's been amazing to watch the way that you guys have given to that. Yeah. And I know that it is going to, to bless a family. So we as uh, pastors and leadership come together and pray through what that's supposed to look like and who that goes to. Um, so I know that's going to bless them. So the end of summer bash is next Sunday at 1030. We'll begin outside. We will not be in here. We'll be outside. Mm. Um, so there's a couple of fun things that we are going to do. So foam Barry is coming. And so we are going to have foam from 1045 to 1145. Rick is um, in. Rick's getting in the, in the foam. <laughs> Rick, you're in. We're going to get you one of those flamingos too, Rick. And Rick is wearing a flamingo <laughs> in the foam. That happens next Sunday, by the way. Don't miss this. So they'll be here from 1045 to 1145. Um, there'll be music and so, fun stuff. Yeah, so there's going to be music and there's going to be fun, but there's going to be food. The, the, the church is providing the, the meat. Yeah. And then how, how, how does the rest of it happen? Yeah, if you'll just bring either chips or a dip or a side or a salad or something like that, if you come, um, just bring an item. Yeah. And then, um, you know, y'all are welcome to bring dessert, but also... Um, the Frosted Luau is going to be here, and they'll be here starting at 1130, and so they'll have um, four different flavors of soft serve yeah. um, for us. Yeah, so next week, wear your shorts, wear your tank top. <laughs> Rick, wear your swimsuit. <laughs> <laughs> 
We're, the, the phone, so the kids are going to be here. Y'all listen to this. I want to tell you something. I even heard this this morning, and y'all mark my words. Listen, this place, look around you. There's empty seats. We know there's many families who are out and traveling today, um, and our prayers are with them. If you're online, uh, we want you to be blessed and, and energized as you go. But listen to this. The, the empty seats in August, this place is going to be jam-packed full in August. So let's go ahead and yeah. give the Lord a hand for that. I'm telling you. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, as sure as I stand where I'm standing, this place is going to be full to the hilt in August. Ah, I'm excited about that too. So, so we're excited about next Sunday. Yeah. So, and invite somebody. If you have a neighbor that has kiddos that wants to come be a part, it's a great time for them to come and yeah. to be able to celebrate outside and just to be loved on and see what it looks like for somebody to be Jesus to them, right? Yeah. Um, so we're going to have fun. That'll be a good time. And then August 4th and 5th is Identity First, and I think that is our last um, announcement. You can register for that at Eventbrite. Um, and if you register, they don't. you don't have to be here the whole time. Just come for what you're available um, to, to be here for that time. It begins on Friday night, usually at 6, and we go to about 8.30. That's with Transformation Ministries. Yeah, guys, and you don't want to miss this. Identity is everything. It's like some, some of us struggle, um, we, and Shannon and I have been walking. I can remember, um, so I'm Baptocostal. So for, for those of you who don't know, I, I'm, I was a Baptist for 17 years, and then the Lord called me here, and I'm, I got full of the Spirit, and things happened, and things were, I mean, the scales fell from my eyes and my ears, and I began to hear like I never heard. Listen, like I never, you know, I was able to see things I never saw. I had visions. I had dreams like these things. Like I got full of the spirit through the word of God and through the Holy Ghost. Can I get a witness? Y'all witnessed it. There's a few of you that were here since the beginning. Like, uh, but, I, but anyway, I'm Baptocostal. Like that's, and I'm cool. I love my Baptist roots, right? I love my Baptist brothers and sisters. There, there's, there's, there's no secret there. But I can remember the first time that Shannon ever went to Identity First. And, and I, listen, I'm going to tell you what I said. I said, I don't know what kind of heresy you're going out there listening to, but I'll, hear, I'll be here at the house when you get back. Little did I know that these people would be our ministry partners year, years later. And, but I'm going to tell you something. It changed our life. Shannon went through the first year, and then after I, uh, she started walking through the teaching, and my eyes and my ears were open, and I began to see. I mean, it's saturated in the Scripture. It's all throughout the Scripture. The Lord speaks identity. It's who we are. We are sons and daughters. We are heirs of the kingdom. We walk in victory. The devil is defeated. He's under our feet. Come on, anybody in here. You know, but listen, it's, it, it, it's, it's imperative that you understand who you are. Listen, if you struggle with, if you struggle with these things, and I'm, I'm just going to call them what they are, these demons that come into our life or these devils that speak into our mind and try to come against us and try to make us doubt, try to make us fear, try to make us feed our flesh and whatever. If you struggle with things and you can't break free, a lot of times those things are rooted in identity. Listen to me. It's important that we understand who we are. If, you, if, you, if you've been wanting deliverance, maybe even in, in anything, I'm not going to say anything specific, but if you want deliverance, a lot of times when deliverance comes and you go up and you come up and you pray, but then you, you, you feel that breakthrough, but then it seems like it attacks you again, it's because it's not rooted in identity. Anybody? Identity is a must. And I want to tell you, you don't want to miss this. This is not this next weekend, but the following weekend, right? Yeah. 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 So not the 30th, but the following weekend. Yeah, so the, the next two weekends. Ne next weekend, in instead of Sunday service, we're going to be outside. And then the following Friday and Saturday 
is August 5th and 6th. That Friday night we'll be here. It starts at 6. It goes to about 8.30. It's only about two and a half hours. And then on Saturday it starts at 9 and it goes to about 4. We'll break for lunch for about an hour. But I'm telling you, the teaching is phenomenal. Yeah, and it says Grace Center and it's got 5th and 6th, but that's an, evidently we've got an old slide up there, but that's from last year. Um, but it will be here. It is free. Um, and it is on the 4th and the 5th. Oh, yeah. Oh. Oh, yeah. See, I don't even notice that kind of stuff. That's awesome. That's why, she, that's why the Lord gives me you. Hey, we're going to call the ushers, and we're going to sow seed this morning uh, into the kingdom of God. And um, I want to tell you, we're going we're to talk a lot about sowing seed today, about, about reaping and sowing. Um, but I want to tell you, it's a privilege. It is a privilege for us to give and to sow seed uh, and to believe, um, so we're going to talk about reaping and sowing today. I want to tell you, man, I'm glad that y'all moved those. I have, so a while back, I asked for a show of hands of the ladies in here who wanted a voice Bible, the voice translation. They, they, they quit, they quit printing the voice translation, but I promised y'all that I, when I found them, I would buy them. There's two of them right here. So if that's you, after y'all don't knock anybody down, I'll get more. But those are free. And it's sowing, right? We sow into the congregation. We sow into the people of this church. We sow into the, into the, uh, into the kingdom. But that's just another way. This church, we sow into one another. And, and listen, we reap what we sow. Lord, we thank you that your word is good. And, Father, you tell us to even test you in our giving. Lord, we thank you that you are good and you are worthy of our praise. Father, we thank you that even as we give, that, Lord, that the, that the, that the, the dam of heaven, Lord, the things that are, have already been purposed for us and purposed for this church and purposed for our families and purposed for our businesses, Lord, let us sow seed. And, Father, as the seed goes in, let us reap a harvest, Lord. Let your kingdom come and your will be done right here on this earth as it is in heaven. Father, let us walk it fully in belief. Let us give like no other. Let us serve like no other. Let us believe like no other. Lord, let us be full of the Spirit and Father, let it come through our finances. Father, I thank you and I declare and decree in this place that we're conduits. You are a conduit and God wants to give you because you're a faithful giver. And Lord, we declare it in this place in Jesus' name and all God's people said, amen. Okay, and so just a reminder, um, we do have the podcast available now. You can get that. It's at NHCTN. Is that it? Is that how you find it? Okay. So you can um, join in that way. All the sermons are on there. Um, I don't know. What else was it, Rick? Was that it? Okay. The same on the website. You're available to, or that stuff is available there. So you can grab that there. So. Yeah, and, and if you are watching online, uh, you can go to nhctn.com, uh, and you can uh, just punch uh, um, give, or you can hit the give button, and uh, you can give there. Uh, I just want to testify for a minute, and, and, I just, and it, you know, 
Here's another place I just want to tell you the enemy's overstepped his boundaries with me. I want to tell you the enemy has had it. And I'm telling you what, I'm going to be on fire and it's going to be indefinite. It's not going out. I'm about to preach like I've never preached because I have nothing to lose in Jesus' name. Can I get a witness? I want to tell you something. The Lord allowed our family to give at this church over $40,000 last year. But listen, that's only the beginning. Listen to me. I give not to get, but God blesses my family. He pours out, he pours out, he pours out because he knows that we are faithful and we will give until it hurts. Can I get a witness? I want to tell you something. Listen, Listen to this. And it goes all the way back. I can remember, and I just want to testify because this is how God works. I can remember when we first were called to this church and we were having worship nights. The worship team, Brianna and Jordan, they actually met in our building. We had worship nights. I had a building I built over here on Center Point Road and I lived across from Steve and Robin. But we used to have worship nights. We had lights like this in the the ceiling of the building was about this size. But we had those worship nights and we had lights. And when we got to this church, none of this stuff was here. Like, there was never TVs. We didn't know how to work TVs. We didn't know how to work ProPresenter. We didn't know how to work computer-based. We, we didn't know how to work lights. We didn't know how to work a soundboard. We didn't, know how, we didn't know none of that stuff. I was an electrician, but that wasn't my field. I wasn't in any kind of production. I didn't know, but I knew we needed all that stuff. And when I, we just started buying it. We didn't have any instruments. We didn't have that piano. We didn't have anything. We didn't have guitars. We didn't have chords. We didn't have anything. But I want to tell you something, we started buying it, and we started buying it, and even Brianna was like, stop, stop buying, this is crazy, we would go and spend 10 grand, and then we'd go and we'd spend 5 grand, and we'd go and we'd spend 10 grand, and she'd say, stop it, that's too much, I'd be ordering light trusses and lights and all kinds of crazy stuff, because I didn't even know what I needed, I just started buying stuff. But I'm going to tell you something, even in that, during those months, this has been years ago, back in 17, 18, 19, it was during those months that Shannon and I, we would open up our investments and we were gaining $17,000 every single month. It was unheard of. I mean, we were, our investments were leaving. Listen, I'm not bragging. I'm just telling you this is how it works. 17, I was making, not doing anything, $17,000 a month started coming into our accounts, and it happened for longer than a year. And the $25,000, $35,000 that we gave was nothing in comparison to the $170,000 that God gave back. Can I get a witness? God wants us to give, and he wants us to give big. He wants us to be kingdom-minded people. I want to tell you that it doesn't matter. Listen, and I've heard these things. It's like, don't, Pastor, don't come back with no more building campaign. Don't be coming back with no more vision casting. Don't be coming back. I want to tell you something. As long as I breathe, I'm bringing it because that's who God, he called me here, and I'm a builder because he knew that I would. But I'm going to tell you something else. No matter where you go to church or what you do, we never stop building the kingdom. It doesn't matter whether it's a media upgrade or audiovisual or whether it's a walkway or a pavilion or the new sanctuary or a parking lot. Or let me tell you something. We might put 400 tents all over the nation because God tells us to, but we'll never stop building the kingdom of God. Ah. And I'm going to tell you something. The vessels, the ones that are willing to do it, those are the ones he's going to put it in their hands. 
Who would have imagined? Who would have imagined that the Lord would bless our family in the way that he's blessed us in the years past? Even in 2020 when the pandemic came, the Lord was making a way for us to continue to have income and continue to have people to pour out that, that, that the Lord has made a way and he continues to make a way and I continue to trust him in it. But I'm going to tell you something. There, there came a time and it's been recently. There came a time and it's been recently. There came a time and it was recently where the Jezebel spirit wanted to come against me and come against this church and come against this ministry. And, and she wants to intimidate and she wants to come in and, and place doubt and she wants to place fear. But I'm going to tell you something. I'm putting the Jezebel spirit on notice. I'm putting the devil on notice. I'm going to tell you something. We're here and we're all in in Jesus' name. I've heard all the, you got to stop hooting and hollering and you got to be still when you preach and you need to sit down and you need to be still and you need to, you need to do this and you need to do that. I've had it with the devil. I'm done with it. I ain't buying into the lies anymore. The Lord made me who he made me to be. And I'm going to preach, and I'm going to talk, and I'm going to stand up, and I'm going to stand to right, and I'm going to do what God tells me to do, and I'm going to do it willingly and obediently, and I'm going to pour myself out, and all of you guys I can already know are coming with me in Jesus' name. We're not afraid. I'm going to tell you something. There's some hard times. If you think 2020 was something, wait until 2024. Let me tell you something. We ain't seen hard times yet. We need to be secure in our faith. We need to be secure in who we are. We need to be secure in our church. We need to be secure in a body. I'm, I have had it with the devil coming against the body of Christ. I'm done with it. Oh, you can hear a pin drop. And I love y'all. I love you from the bottom of my heart. But I'm telling you what, you came to the wedding feast. That's where we are. We're the, we're the bride of Christ. And last week we ended with, it was beautiful. And we all stood up and we committed. And I'm going to tell you something. Let's put the home screen, the bride of Christ up. The bride of Christ. I'm going to tell you something, church. Listen to this. The bride of Christ, it's who we are. Last week we committed Last week we committed. We said, you know what? I commit. I devote myself. I am the bride of Christ. We are the bride of Christ. If you weren't here, I want to just reiterate this, that, listen, we can't come against this, this gender confusion and, this, and this, gender, this gender stuff that's going on, this gender battle. We can't say, hey, that, that, that this confusion is not okay and then turn around and not be secure in who we are. As, listen, we're spiritual beings. We're not humans having a spiritual experience. We're spiritual beings having a human experience. You were designed and made for eternity. This life is short. The book of James says we are such as a vapor. That listen, we will be gone, that we will perish, but we are designed for eternity. Don't let the devil fool you. The devil wants you to believe, you, to, to pull yourself out, listen, for the world and to give yourself to the world and to, and to, get, and to collect things in the world. But, the, but listen, God is telling us to give ourselves to him, consecrate ourselves for him. Listen, become the bride of Christ, clothe ourselves with him. That we would not look like the world. That we would devote ourselves to him. And I'm going to tell you something else, church. That listen, when eternity comes, we're going to be with him forever. 
Because he's the God who was and who is and is to come. I heard a preacher this weekend that was preaching a powerful word, and he was talking about he's sick and tired of, of Christians that think that they have arrived. We've never arrived because God is where we are not. In order to arrive, that means that eternity would stop, and that would take God out of the God seat. We've not arrived. My preacher always said, I'm going to tell you something. I'm approaching. I just, it, this hit me this morning. I've been a believer. I've been in the church for 25 years. This is only my second church I've ever been to. Only the second church I've ever been to my whole life. This is my second church. But I'm going to tell you something. In 25 years, I, I know that I know that I know I have not arrived. But listen, in this place, there's still more. But my preacher in my last church, my pastor, he always said that you can't follow God and stay where you are. We can't follow God and stay where we are. To sit in the church and to sit there with our arms crossed and, and believe that we've already given all we need to give and we've said all we need to say and we've learned all we need to learn, that is from the pit of hell. We cannot stop learning. We can't stop giving. We can't. Listen, it says that the, that, that the righteous take the, the gates of heaven by storm. Help me, Colleen. It don't say we stand still like a bunch of lumps on a log. The bride, put this on the board, the bride commits and devotes herself to the bridegroom. The bride commits and devotes herself to the bridegroom. Last week, that's how we ended things. But y'all listen to this. That means that whatever the, whatever the bridegroom says, we believe it. The word of God is enough. We're going to stand on the word of God. We're going to believe the word of God. That every word of the word of God, we are betrothed. Say that to your neighbor. We're betrothed. I know that sounds weird for some of the guys, but listen, you're going to have to get used to it. It's who we are. We're betrothed to him. It's like an engagement ring. It's like, it's like Jesus came, that he, he lived, he was born of a virgin. He lived a sinless life, that he gave himself on a sinner's cross, that he paid the penalty. Let me tell you something. There will only be one gospel that's preached from this microphone. One gospel is preached from this pulpit. There's only one way of salvation. There's only one way to heaven. There's only one way of freedom. There's there's only one way to get to him. There's only one way to God, and his name is Jesus Christ. Somebody help me in here. Anybody want to help me preach? Anybody in here? Anybody? There's only one way to heaven. And I'm going to tell you something. If, if the bridegroom says, I'm going to come back for you, if, if the engagement ring is, is already placed on our hand, if we're betrothed and we're his beloved, we will take every word that he says to heart every word that comes from the mouth of God every every word that's in red letters we believe it to the listen there, there's no gray area God said it I believe it and that settles it I don't need any other word. I don't need any other opinion. This word right here is enough for me. This is the word that I live by. When Jesus says, I'm going and I'm making a place for you, he means it. When Jesus says, I'm coming back for you, he means it. When Jesus says that you are mine and I am yours, he means it. The bride commits and devotes herself to the bridegroom. It's who we are. Unapologetically. I belong to Jesus. I belong to Jesus. Oh. 
the word last week I was talking about giving for a minute and I want to tell you something it's it's and I was giving all these different the you know that, that we represent and that we devote ourselves and, and um to the bridegroom that we represent the, the groom but I want to tell you something we also believe every word we believe every word and even where it says give and even where it says believe when he says give not just give but give 10 percent why do I give 10 percent because the bridegroom told me to it's not up for discussion. I believe it. Every bit of it. Not a little bit. I want to talk about reaping and sowing this morning. Y'all are going to love this. This is going to free up some people in this room. Just tell that to your neighbor. It's going to free you up. As a matter of fact, before we read this scripture, it's Matthew 13, and we're going to start in verse 18. And, and, it, and it's where it's where Jesus, it's where Jesus is explaining the parable of the sower. But I'm going to tell you guys something. Listen to this. He had just came out of the house where his mother came in the prior chapter in Matthew. He just came out of his out of the house where he was. There were so many believers, and everybody was getting healed, and everybody was getting delivered, everybody was getting saved, set free, everybody received salvation. They were coming to Jesus in storms, and his mother and his brothers were outside, and they were trying to get where Jesus was. And they came in, and they told Jesus, they said, "Jesus, your your family's outside." And he says, well, "Who is my mother and my brothers and my sisters?" And then he describes, listen to this, he was talking about true relationship. He was saying all, all of you, all of those who do the will of the Father, all of those who believe and do the will of the Father, the ones who devote themselves to the Father, those are my mothers and my brothers and my sisters. Anybody? He's talking about true relationship. He's, he's already drawing this picture of the marriage. He's drawing this picture of the bridegroom. He's drawing this picture of the bride, that we are the bride and he is the groom, that our heavenly father is our husband, that we devote ourselves to him, and that we are the family of God, that we are the body of Christ, that we're betrothed to him. We're married to Jesus. That means that we're one flesh. We're not separate. We're all together. Help me preach this word, somebody. Oh. They asked him, he, he, he tells this parable after he comes out of the house, he tells this parable about, about the sower and the seed. And, and, he, and, he's, and then, listen, instead of them asking about the parable, they're like, Jesus, why are you teaching parables? And Jesus teaches them and he says, because you're spiritual beings and the, the, the Lord would give you, he says, listen, there have been people that are religious there have been people that have been religious and they have sought religion for so many years and all, they're scribes and the Pharisees and they believe they have arrived. Help me, somebody. They believe they know all that needs to be, it needs to be known. They believe that they've seen all that needs to be seen. They believe that they already know God, but he says, I teach in parables so that the eyes can see and the ears can hear, but many of the others, they will hear and they will see, but they will never understand because their hearts are hardened. Why do you teach in parable, Jesus? So that your eyes can be open and your ears can hear. That's what he says. Is this on? Why do you teach in parables, Jesus? So that your eyes can see and your ears can hear. So that your eyes can see and your ears can hear. Help me, somebody. 
your eyes can see and your ears can hear. And, and so then he starts talking about, and so, and so from that definition, so that they could have understanding, then he begins to describe and, and explain the parable of the sower. Then he starts, and look at this word, look what it says. Verse, chapter 13, verse 18, y'all with me? So listen, say that to your neighbors, so listen. To the parable of the sower, when anyone hears the word about the kingdom and doesn't understand it, the evil one comes and he snatches away what was sown in his heart. This is the one, this is the seed, this is the one that was sown along the path. And the one that is sown on the rocky ground, this is the one who hears the word and he immediately receives it with joy. But it has no root and it's short-lived. When distress or persecution comes because of the word, immediately he falls away. Now the one that's sown among the thorns, this is the one who hears the word, but worries of this age and in deceitfulness of wealth, choke out the word and it becomes unfruitful. But the one that is sown on good ground, say that with me, but the one that is sown on good ground, Again, but the one that is sown on good ground. Huh. Stop right there for a minute. What's sown? The word of God. We are his and he is ours. We commit ourselves to Jesus. We commit ourselves to the word. We commit, listen, in the beginning was the word. The word was God. The word was with God. Jesus is the word. We commit ourselves to Jesus. The bride, he, we are, he is the bridegroom and we are the bride. Listen, the red letters, this, this word is in red letters. This is the bridegroom and he's speaking to us and he says, when my word hits fertile ground, help me somebody. When my words, listen, we're talking about the gospel, the gospel, and the gospel is much more than salvation. The gospel is the good news of who God is and who we are. This is a love story that God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that we, we would not perish but have eternal life, that we would have victory in him, that we would no longer, who the son sets free is free indeed. Can I get a Hallelujah. But the one that is sown on good ground, this is the one who hears and understands the word. The one that's sown on good ground, it's the one who hears and he understands the word. And it produces fruit and it yields some a hundred, some sixty, and some thirty times in harvest. Let's go back to the Lord in prayer. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you, Lord, that there are different situations. And, Lord, we've all been in, in every position in every one of these in some facet of our lives. And, Father, I pray that you would move us forward, that we would understand, that we would not only be hearers, but we would be understanders of the word, that, Lord, you would break off every doubt, every fear in Jesus' mighty name, that we would begin to be such spirit-filled believers, that, Father, we would see the 100, that we would see the 60, that we would see the 30 times fruit in our lives. In Jesus' name, and all God's people said, amen. I want to tell you that he starts by saying, and I love that he starts with the word anyone, 
In the very first, in the very first uh, verse 18, let's go back to that very first verse. He says a parable of sower, then verse 19, when anyone, when anyone, say that to me, when anyone hears the word of the kingdom and doesn't understand it. There's this place where when understanding doesn't come into our heart, when understanding never even, it's like it's getting thrown on the path. There's no soil there and it doesn't take long. It never takes root. It goes away very quickly. We've all heard words that way. And listen, I'm not calling anybody hard-headed, thick-headed, none of that. We've all been there. There have been words that have been given by preachers and solid words that have been delivered that came from the throne room of heaven. And sometimes they go right over our head. But listen, we got to posture ourselves in a way that we can begin to receive the word of God, believe the word of God, let the word of God, Lord, make me fertile ground where that thing can hit and it can take root. Help me somebody that I wouldn't just be a path that the, that the seed would, would land on. The second person that he describes is this place where he hears the word and he hears it with joy, and we've all been there. It's like that place where you reach up and you grab that word and you receive it with joy. But, but here's the thing. When, when, when the thing comes, look at what it says about this person. It says that the one sown on rocky ground, he hears the word, you know, this is verse 20, and he receives it with joy. Look at verse 21. But it has no root. It's short-lived. When, leave us on the board. I want to talk about this verse right here. Because when distress or persecution comes because of the word. Say that with me. Because of the word. Where does that come from? It's not even coming. Listen, sometimes the enemy can use other people. And let me tell you something. We don't fight against flesh and blood. We are in a spiritual war, a spiritual battle. The enemy can use other people's mouths, and they're not even meaning to be mean. They're not meaning to be vindictive. They're not trying to come against you and your walk. But the enemy can just sow these little bitty seeds, and he can steal and kill the, the, the things that have been spoken, the words that have been spoken. We can receive with joy the word of the Lord but then the enemy comes and it listen it comes because of the word it comes because of the word say that with me it comes because of the word church I need you to hear this this morning it's listen when when the Lord gives you a word hold on to it don't just receive it with joy hold on to it when the enemy listen I'm in this season right now the enemy's done I'm done with him stealing from me I have had it up to with the devil coming against me, coming against this ministry, coming against this church, I have had it. But it's coming because of the word. And I'm going to tell you something, that's the telltale sign. The enemy's fighting for this church because this church is going to make an impact for the kingdom and it's going to make an, an impact for the kingdom nationwide. This church is huge in the eyes of God. That's why the enemy's fighting against it. Because of the word, because we are the bride, because we are together, because we are one. Listen, that's why the enemy's fighting against it. When the enemy's fighting for your marriage, when the enemy's fighting for your children, when the enemy's fighting for your job, when the enemy's fighting for your ministry, when the enemy's fighting for your anointing, when the enemy's coming against all the things that God has spoken over your life, I want you to stand firm, stand aright, and you tell the enemy, not today, devil, not today. It's for that reason. It's becoming at you because, the, listen, the word has been spoken over you. The word has been spoken over your family. 
There's this next person that receives right here in verse 22, the one that's sown among the thorns. Say that with me. It's sown among the thorns. It's sown among the thorns. It's sown among the thorns. Man, we've all been there. I'm not coming against anybody. I'm going to tell you something. I saw myself in every one of these. In every one of these, this is not against anybody. We can all be in different seasons, in different places. But I'm going to tell you something. When the word comes at you, when the word comes into your life, when the word is spoken over you by the bridegroom, when the word of God hits your ears, let it go all the way through your mind and into your heart. Lord, let these things hit fertile ground. Help me, somebody. The one that's sown among the thorns, this is the one who hears the word. But the worries of this age and the deceitfulness of wealth choke it out. The worries of this age. I'm going to tell you something. We, the bridegroom tells us who we are. I'm going to tell you something. I don't put my trust in the government. I don't put my trust in the things that, are, that come on the TV. I don't put my trust in the right or to the left. I put my trust in God Almighty. Help me, somebody. <sighs> Trent, I need you to sit on the front row, buddy. Amen. This morning, I want you to know that the enemies of this age, the worries of this age, the things that come in and, and start to make us question, it doesn't matter what the, what the right say. It doesn't matter what the left say. It doesn't matter what the news says. It doesn't matter what the media says. It doesn't matter what social media says. It doesn't even matter what your, what your family says. It doesn't matter what your boss says. It doesn't matter what your friends say. The only thing that matters is what did God say? Who did God say I am? How did God say I should vote? How did God say I should act? How did God say I should treat my family? How did God say I should give? How did God say I should follow him? How did God say I should surrender my life? How did God say all these things to me? It doesn't matter the way it looks to the world. The only thing that matters is I am betrothed and every word that was spoken over me is true and I believe it and that settles it. Sometimes the worries of the of the age and also the deceitfulness of wealth. And I, man, I love this because, you know, we, 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 <laughs> it's not by chance the very next verse. He talks about the, the fruit because the enemy, the one thing the enemy doesn't want. The enemy doesn't want me to continue to pour out in this church. The enemy doesn't want me to keep on pouring into the tent ministry. The enemy doesn't want me to keep on pouring myself out to my family. The enemy doesn't want me to keep on pouring myself out to you guys. The enemy doesn't want me to continue to give all that I can give in the mighty name of Jesus. The enemy wants to come against that because he knows that when I believe it and I'm full-fledged force ahead that I'm going to that I will reap the benefit a hundred and 60, and 30 times. It doesn't matter. Listen, I just, can I just be transparent with y'all? I, I don't have anything to lose. Can I tell you something? I have nothing to lose. Nothing. And everything to gain. Ah, man, that felt good. I have nothing to lose. Zero. Man, thank you. Steve, there's, there's, there's been a t an attack against my finances. There's been an attack against the finances of this church. There's been an attack against the finances. 
And, and listen, if he can't come against our faith, if he can't make us back up and sit down and shut up, if he, if he can't make us walk in fear, if he can't make us, look, what he wants to try to do is cut off the blessings of God. He wants to try to come against. And I want to tell you something. That's what it says right here. The, the one that's sown among thorns, and, and this is the hardships of life. This is the place where it's going to come, try to come against the thorns of life. The heart, let me tell you something. It never said that this life was not going to be, was going to be easy. It said that we will suffer persecution, that we will have times. I'm going to tell you something else. If you're not being persecuted and you ain't having no attacks of the enemy, you might ought to look which way you're going. So when I heard that, hey, there's a shortfall. Hey, we're behind. I start praising God. Hallelujah. You know why that is? Because that means that the finances of this church are about to make an impact for the kingdom. Not only will God catch up the finances of this church, but God is about to outpour of the heavens, and we are going to see a mighty breakthrough. The things that have dammed up the things of this church are about to bust forth, and listen, God is going to overflow the blessings of heaven as sure as I stand where I'm standing. Man. The worries of this age and the deceitfulness of wealth choke out the word. You know, we get these words and the Lord tells us to be faithful, to do this, to do that. Some of us, he calls to start ministries. Some of us, he calls us to go into ministry. Some of us, he tells us to, to lay down businesses. Some of us, he tells to give offerings. Some of the businessmen and women of this church and in other churches, I heard a testimony this, this week of a man that came in and gave a check for $4 million. Can I get a witness from the congregation? Hey, can I just be transparent with you? I got it last month. This happened. The church couldn't even pay our salary, and I'm just going to be straight and up front with you. We said no problem. We've never been here for the money. As a matter of fact, keep that. Keep next month's too. We want to sow that back into the kingdom. Hey, start writing checks out to other ministries. Bless Transformation Ministries. Bless Toby Swagger. Bless our missionaries. Help me, somebody. We're going to start pouring it out because then we're going to see the 100 and the 60 and the 30. Huh? I had a man come up to me. He didn't even know me. And he slapped his check down. He said, write your name on this check. It was a check for $10,000. $10,000. He comes up and he says, this, write your name on this check. Write your, this, is, this is three weeks ago, four weeks ago. Write your name on this check. It was only four days earlier. My wife was in tears. I said, what's wrong? She said, I don't know. It just I never thought that that would happen. I never, I never thought we would get that phone call. And I said, let me tell you something. God's about to do something amazing. It wasn't but a couple days later. A man I didn't even know. And the Lord knows I'll be faithful. He knows I'll be faithful. I couldn't explain it. I just started weeping. I mean, I, could, I had no words. This man had no idea. He looked at me and he says, you know what this money's for. You know. That's who God is. Can we give God, can we just take a 30-second praise break? That's who God is. That's who God is. That's who he is. That's how he works. Verse 23, this is the last one. 
but the one sown on good ground. Let's say that again. But the one that's sown on good ground. But the one that's sown on good ground. Y'all keep telling me. But the one that's sown on good ground, fertile ground, it's, it's placed in a place of identity. Y'all listen to me. This ain't no prosperity gospel, but I'm going to tell you this. It, God's not a genie in a bottle. That's not how it works. Like, I don't give $100 because I'm going to get $1,000. That's not how it works. Look what it says. The one who hears and understands the word. It, he does produce fruit. She does produce fruit, and it yields some 100, some 60, and some 30 times what was sown. I'm going to tell you something. When we're faithful, God is faithful. It doesn't mean that we, listen, in an emergency, he's not a 911 God. It means that what we reap, what we sow. Look at Galatians 6, verse 7. Put that up there on the board. Don't be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a person sows, he will also, what? Reap. I'm going to say it again. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a person sows, he will also reap. I'm going to tell you something. We don't wait until we need healing to begin to believe in healing. We start praying and we start pressing in for healing. We pray for healing for others. Let me tell you something. When we pray and we press in and we believe, I'm going to tell you what happens. Healing comes to our house. I'm going to tell you something else. When you need provision, you don't wait till you're broke, busted, and disgusted to go to the Lord. You start giving. You start believing. You start sowing. And when you need what you need, God always provides. Oh. In everything. It's, you know, it's this place where, where, where what do we believe? When, when, when we believe, when we hear and we understand, by his stripes I'm healed. You know, how about the protection of the Most High God? How many of us are out here trying to prove who we are? It's because we don't understand who we are. It's like we don't understand identity. We don't have to prove who we are. I have nothing to prove and everything to gain. I have nothing to prove and everything to gain. Less of me and more, more of him. The only reason I have everything I have is because of Jesus. Everything that I own belongs to Jesus. I'm going to tell you something. The, the devil keeps it up. He's going to be in real trouble. Amen. He hadn't even seen the amount of generosity I can go into. I think the Lord's calling me into a place of crazy generosity. And I can't wait to share it with you. I know people that live in houses and have other houses and they didn't pay for none of them. As a matter of fact, they don't even pay taxes on the houses because they believe. And God provides for them in ways that are mighty. Don't be deceived. God is not mocked. Whatever we sow, we will also reap. Whenever, whenever Psalm 91 comes into your life, when, when you understand that you dwell in, in, in the house of Almighty God, listen, when I, when I dwell in the shadow of the Almighty, when I live in the house of the Lord, that's who I am. That Listen, He protects me. Nothing can come against my tent. Nothing can come against me. It doesn't matter by the arrow that flies by day or the pestilence that comes at night. There ain't nothing coming against my tent. I'm going to tell you what, I'm protected by the Almighty. Trent, I got to get you in the front, buddy. I I, I need to get you on the organ. That's what I need to do. Man, I'm telling you what, it's time. It's time. (laughs) 
but I reap what I sow. I reap what I sow. Say that with me. I reap what I sow. And here's the thing, when the word comes into my life, when the word comes into my ear, when I start seeing things in a spiritual way, too many of us are fighting spiritual battles in natural ways, and you wonder why you can't get breakthrough. How many of us have these problems and these things and these reoccurring cycles in our life? And I'm going to tell you something. God wants you to sow and he wants you to reap a harvest, but you're doing it in the natural. You're doing it with your flesh, and you don't understand why breakthrough is not coming to your house. The devil's in trouble. The devil's in trouble. I'm going to tell you that right here and right now. As sure as I stand where I'm standing. Whew. I feel like there's no weight on my feet. I'm floating. In Jesus' name. I'm going to ask that we would go into a, a time of communion. We're going we're gonna to celebrate the Lord's Supper. So y'all come forward. Uh, I'm going to ask that maybe our musicians, our, our worship team would, would make their way. Or even even uh, just Catherine will be fine. It doesn't have to be everybody. Y'all y'all make your way up and grab the grab the elements of the Lord's Supper. While they grab the last of the sacraments, I, I just want to teach you a little bit about sowing and reaping. I want to invest in you this morning. Don't be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever we sow, we will also reap. It's not just about giving or serving. It's about hearing the word. It's about believing the word. It's about understanding the word. Some of us, I'm going to put this on the board while we prepare our hearts. I want to tell you this morning that this is a Hallmark Sunday, and God's renewing your mind. Let's put that on the screen.
This morning as we do this, I want to tell you that your mind is being washed by the blood of Jesus. That even as we partake in the body in a moment, he, listen, that he's healing. And we believe that by his stripes that we are healed. And listen, we are partaking that, that, that we're one with him, that he is one with us, that we belong to him and he belongs to you. The Bible says, I love this too, because in Romans 12, 1 and 12, 2, it doesn't just say brothers. It says brothers and sisters. In view of God's mercy, offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual act of worship. And then he says, conform no longer to the pattern of the world. Instead, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is. His good, pleasing, and perfect will. This morning, I need you to hear something. It's time for us to renew our minds. It's time for us to know that we're a new creation. It's time to know that we've been bought by a price. The highest price it was ever paid. That God himself came down and he put on flesh. And he gave his life, that he gave his one and only son, that he willingly gave his life on a cross, that he lived the sinless life and he paid the price for all sins of eternity, past, present, and future. Can I get a witness? Why does the Bible tell us to do this regularly? Because we need to renew our mind. Because we reap what we sow. And we need to sow in and, and believe that the words that we're hearing, you know, whenever Jesus tells us to, to do this regularly, to understand this regularly, to celebrate this regularly, that we would have a full understanding, that we would, we would continue to sow in to our identity and sow in to being the, the bridegroom and understanding that, that all of the sins are paid for in Jesus' name. I want to tell you a story, I, I actually have two stories that came to my mind immediately. I don't know which one to tell. I'm just going to tell one. Miss Janet, she went to church here for many years, and she passed on. And before she did, she she called me and Shannon, and she said, I, I'm, I'm not sure. I'm not sure, Pastor. I need you to come talk to me. I'm not sure. I don't know. I don't know if what I've done is enough. But she knew that her, her days, like her, her minutes were limited. She didn't know. She knew, she knew that, that she was about to cross over into eternity, and that will happen to each and every one of us. And I want to encourage you this morning, if you don't know where you're going when you die, today's the day of salvation. Give your life to Jesus. Declare even in this moment that the blood of Jesus is enough for you. But I knew right then that I needed to take the communion cups and the blood and the body to Miss Janet. Me and Shannon, we sat at her bedside and, he said, Miss Janet, one thing that you're missing is that you could never do enough. None of us can. There's nothing that we could do. There's nothing that we could do to ever pay the penalty of our sin. But this, this is enough. We don't need anything else. It's the most beautiful thing. It's the most beautiful, listen, it's a free gift. And that's what I'm telling you, that's why the devil's in trouble because the, the gospel can't be bought and the gospel can't be sold. It's a free gift to all that would believe would have salvation in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ.
I want to tell you this morning that it's time to renew your mind. Renew your mind. The old is gone. The new has come. I'm a new creation. Let's just bow for a moment. Father, we thank you. We thank you, Jesus, for your body. We thank you, Jesus, for your blood. We thank you, Jesus, for the scripture. We thank you, Jesus, for the word. Father, I pray that every hearer in this in this house would, Father, have eyes to see and ears to hear, that, Father, we would no longer be blind, that, Father, we would have understanding in a new way, that, Father, the word, that your word, that we would commit and devote ourselves to you as the bride of Christ. And, Father, I thank you that because of that, because of our understanding, that we would have a hundred and sixty and thirty-fold blessing and fruit that the harvest would come. Help me, somebody. Jesus took the bread and he broke it. And he said, this is my body that is broken for you. And when you eat it, do this in remembrance of me. Then he took the cup. The Bible says he raised it. It was, it was a Jewish um, ceremony. And, and they knew that it was the cup of redemption. It was the third cup. And that's a whole other sermon for another day. But the cup that he was holding was the cup of redemption. He is our redeemer. Can you say that with me? He's our redeemer. Can you just say this with me? As you, as you hold your cup in the air, can you just say, I have been redeemed? I've been redeemed. You reap what you sow. You reap what you sow. And listen, we're not too cool to hold up the blood of Jesus and just declare to the heavenlies that I've been redeemed, that I have a God in heaven that loves me, that gave his son for me, that poured out that, that righteous blood that paid the penalties for all of my sin. And by his stripes I'm healed, but by his blood I've been redeemed. Jesus raised the cup. And he said, this is my blood that's poured out for the sins of the entire world. And as you drink it, do this in remembrance of me. I'm going to end with this today. One last verse. It's in Galatians chapter 6. Good job. Cheryl. Thank you, Cheryl. No. You have, a, you have one that's six, verse three. Or I'm sorry, three, verse. Twenty-seven and twenty-eight. Let me let me read it to you. This is Galatians three, twenty-seven and twenty-eight. Oh, she got it. I know you do. I got faith in you. God has a mighty plan for you, Cheryl. For those of you who are baptized into Christ have been clothed with Christ. Next verse. There's no Jew or Greek, slave or free, male or female, since you are all one in Christ Jesus. 
What a beautiful picture that we see of the bride of Christ. I want to ask my bride to come up here. Pastor Shannon, I love my bride. I'm going to tell you something. If you ever come against her, I'll get you. That's the same way that the Lord loves the church. God be with anybody who comes against the Lord's church. But I'm going to tell you something. At the foot of the cross, at the foot of the cross, we're one. There's no slave. There's no, there, there, listen, there, no one's better than anyone else. There's no hierarchy. There's no school of knowledge. It doesn't matter what your experience is. It doesn't matter the amount of sin. It doesn't matter where you've been or how long you've been gone. Male or female, slave or free, Jew or Greek, it doesn't matter what your background is. At the foot of the cross, we are all one. When you see my wife, you see me. And when you see me, you see my wife. We are one flesh. We're together. No man separate what God has bonded together. I want to bless you with that as you leave today. Let no word of any man, let no fear of hell, let no intimidation of Jezebel, let no doubt that comes through the, the words of the enemy come against your mind. Let the calling of God come through your life. Let the calling of God come through your, your walk. Let the calling of God come through your family. Let the, God, the calling of God come through your relationships. Be blessed in all you do and all you touch. My wife's going to pray for the, for the blessing. Let the word take root and let the harvest come. guys I'll just put a minute in my mouth um, so Lord Jesus I thank you Father God that we are all equal Lord Jesus at the foot of the cross it does not matter Lord Jesus the sin that we committed this morning the impure thought that we had this morning Lord It doesn't matter the things that we did years ago, Lord Jesus. It doesn't matter for the woman who had an abortion. It doesn't matter for the man who had an adulterous affair or the woman. Whatever it looks like, Lord, we are all equal. And just like we talked about last week, the blood of Jesus doesn't just cover 99.9%. It covers the point zero one that you think you can't get rid of, that haunts you when you sleep, that comes against you when you're awake, that tells you you're not a good enough mother, you're not a good enough husband. All the lies of the enemy, Lord, are broken at the foot of the cross. 
And we praise you, Father God, for that. We thank you, Father God, that your blood covers every bit of it, Lord. And Father God, when we cover ourselves with the blood of Jesus, there's no room for the enemy. So Lord, I just cover every mind and every heart today. For everyone here in this place or listening online with the blood of Jesus Christ. That every lie of the enemy, that every seed that has been sown by the enemy, that every seed that has been stolen by the enemy is replaced with the knowledge of heaven. That wisdom, Father God, comes to everyone's house today, Lord. And revelation by the blood of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Jesus. Father God, for the authority that you have given us, Lord, as we stand on your word, Father God. I bless these people, Father God. I bless their homes, Lord. I bless their children. I bless their generations, Father God. I thank you that the blood of Jesus is enough for your generations. I bless their finances. I bless their health. I bless their walk with you, Lord Jesus. I bless them with sweet hours spent with you, Lord. Whether it's when they lay down at night or when they get up in the morning, let them find you, Lord Jesus. And let them empty every place in their heart, Father God, where you are not. May they willingly give it to you, knowing that you're a good father standing there ready to take it and ready to fill them, Father God, with the peace of heaven, with the love of Christ. God, you are so good. And we love you and we praise you and we thank you. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Before you go, I want to tell you, Catherine, just keep playing. I want to tell you that last story. The Lord told me to tell you the story before you go. I'm going to bless you with it. I was doing some work years ago in a man's house, in a, a, a couple's house on Lincoln Pike. I can take you right down here in Gillespie. I can take you to that house right now. This has been over 20 years ago. Me and my wife were not far from getting married, but... I'll never forget this day because I was working in their basement and I was pulling wire overhead and, and there was all this furniture and we had to be careful of all the stuff, making sure we wouldn't, we wouldn't break anything. But in their downstairs living room, there was this table. And inside that table, as I began to move it out of the way, I noticed that that entire coffee table was a cabinet full of awards. And when I say full, I mean it had awards all over it. It had medals and it had pins and it had photos and it had it had certificates. And before I before I moved the table, I asked the wife, I said, Hey, what what's what is all of this? And she said, Well, that's all my husband's war medals. 
That's all the ceremonies and the honors and the things that he earned in the war and earned in service and the way that he served our country. And, and, and that's just, a, that's like a memorial. But she, but she came over with this grin on her face and she pointed at the corner of the table and she said, but, but this one right here is the one that he's most proud of. And I looked down and I got real close and I saw it said 50 years of marriage. I mean, it just struck me right then. I mean, right then it hit me. I mean, it, like a ton of bricks. I mean, emotion just came over me because I had all the things and all the things he had seen and all the bodies and all the war and all the gunfights and all the, you know, all the days and all the trenches and all the things that he had dealt with and he had seen and all the medals that he had won and the honors that he had won. It was that medal, she said, that he would tell you in a heartbeat that he was most proud of that medal. 50 years of marriage. And I said, ma'am, can, can you tell me, like, I mean, we've all seen it, right? Have you known anybody that's ever been married 50 years? I mean, that, that's honorable, but it's very rare. And I asked the lady, I said, ma'am, can you tell me what the secret to being married 50 years is? She said, oh, honey, I'll tell you. She said, nothing worth having is ever easy. Nothing worth having is ever easy. And as the bride of Christ, it doesn't mean it's going to be easy. As the bride of Christ, it doesn't mean our lives are just going to just go smooth and there's not going to be any rocky places. But what it means is that when we tough it out and when we, when we see it through to the end, when we believe the word of God and we believe that Jesus is enough, when we believe that we're going to walk and we're going to see it through to the end, there's going to be a medal at the end when we get to the gate of heaven. And our Father in heaven is going to say, well done, my good and faithful servant. And nothing ha worth having is ever easy. Nothing worth having is ever easy. Nothing worth having is ever easy. And I bless you with that as you go. Next, next week, I need you to sow some potato salad, some strawberry shortcake, some banana pudding. Help me, somebody. At 1030, we're going to be underneath the pavilion. We're going to have a basket. We need to give faithfully even next week, even though we're not having service inside. If you're with us online, please, even though we're outside next week, let's all continue to sow in. Let's sow in. Let's sow in. I bless you as you go. I bless you as you go. You are the bride of Christ. Be blessed. Amen.